Brand new sponsor alert. Support a small business. Smell fucking good. Feel fucking good. And fuck some shit up. Go to fuckinggoodsoap.com. Use the promo code OPOPIE for 10% off your entire order. It looks like we are live from the Glassbox Studio, 500 feet above New York City. Keep in mind that the worst generation of today is the reason that ONA got canceled. It's very unfortunate. I miss when people viewed racial humor as comedy and not as racism. It's very unfortunate, and I miss when people viewed racial humor as comedy and not as ra- uh You're going to get me going, though, Dallas. By the end of the ONA run, it wasn't... It wasn't uh, racial humor anymore it was it was just real it was just real racism that i didn't want to be part of if a, a criminal is breaking into your house in a home invasion statistically it's probably going to be a, a young black male you don't even know slavery so shut up your father didn't know slavery your grandfather didn't know slavery his father didn't know slavery so shut the fuck up with slavery God damn, enough with that fucking excuse. They were playing the knockout game. Oh, sounds like fun. Where The object is to walk up to somebody and with one punch knock them yeah. out, blindside them. It seems to be that it is very, very prominent in the black community to um, perpetrate unbelievable acts of, of random violence. If you talk to people, our whole judicial system so racist that it just throws black people in prison willy-nilly. But this guy, apparently, a murderer, kills a cop. This is the world we live in. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah. I mean, just look. I mean, who says that the cop didn't do anything to deserve this? Shut thing? up, you fucking animal. You know what I'm... You know the restraint I'm having not blurting that word out that you are? That word you are! Shut up! <laughs> Yes, hi guys. I'm a long time uh, friend of the show. I'm a black uh, person, and Anthony, I think I've argued with you a couple of years ago. You know, I used to get angry with some of the things that you spew out. Sure. Without really, I don't say I spew, and I don't think about it. You do. You do. You you really don't. Yeah. But right now, I I feel sorry for you. Because you don't agree with what I'm saying doesn't mean I'm spewing when I'm talking. I feel that uh, people like Never now spew, and uh, uh, I feel a lot of black leadership is spewing. I feel that people that use the race card uh, uh, are spewing. What's the matter? You can't get hundred. You can't get one hundred percent of the white people to count out of you. There's still a few of us left. There's still a few of us left. There's still a few of us left. I didn't sign up for that crap. When the O and A show started, we we didn't we weren't going down that road like that. By the end, by the end, the show was unrecognizable, unrecognizable with all the racist crap and the gun talk. It's not what I signed up for all those years ago when I found a very talented, uh, green, funny guy and we put together an amazing radio show. I didn't sign up for the last bunch of years of that garbage. Opie, uh, you think teachers should be armed in schools? 
Why not? I, I think if the politicians can't figure out this gun issue in America and especially the school shootings, uh, schools uh, are, uh, are a very soft uh, target. It couldn't get it couldn't be worse. It couldn't be worse to arm everybody in the school. I give up. I give up on the whole gun issue. Just give everybody a gun. When you turn 12, you get a gun. Let's get it over with and make sure every single American has many, many guns. Hey, hope you were on Reddit yesterday for the cake stomp. Good for good for those people. Uh, that thing will never go away. Now it's 15 years old, by the way. The cake stomp is 15 years old. And, and, and my new theme is this. If Andrew, the guy that it happened to, who is a, 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 a friend of the radio show, who we talk to on a regular basis, if that guy had no problem with what happened, then why do you? That's the question. What's your plans for the long weekend? I'll be spending a night sleeping on the ground, hopefully. Oh, right on. Yeah, you got you to gotta keep doing those camping videos, Pat Duffy. Um, well, we want to um, – we actually wanted to be at uh, the beach house already at every turn. It drives me insane. So uh, the school my kids go to, they know that everybody wants to leave early for the big Memorial Day weekend. So they're taking their kids out of school on Friday and getting a jump on the traffic gives uh, themselves an extra day wherever the hell they're going. Right. And I'm like, yeah, we're in. We'll do the same thing. They scheduled, they scheduled a field day for tomorrow. Do you understand how important a field day is to kids? You can't talk them out of blowing off a field day because you want to get out of the city a, a day early to beat the traffic and get all set up at the beach for a few days. <sighs> so they scheduled a field day. That's like... Trying to think of what that would be like for for an adult. Maybe you could help me. Because I remember my, my wife finally explained this shit to me. Like all of a sudden one of their toys would be broken, you know, and they would be losing their minds, crying and just inconsolable. And I would I, I would look at my wife like it's just a toy. Well I don't I don't get it. She goes, just imagine, just imagine it was your phone. <laughs> just imagine it was your phone that fell out a window. And fell 500 feet and smashed on the on the street below. You would be in tears. That's exactly what's going on with them and their toy that is broken. And I'm like, I got it. But they schedule a field day, knowing the kids are going to say, Dad, "Mommy, Dad, I'm not. I don't want to skip a field day." This is what the sneaky school does. They could have had a field day last week. They could have had a field day in April, but they, they scheduled it for a Friday right before the long weekend, knowing the kids will force their parents to stay and not take them out on Friday. So that's why I'm still in the city. Oh, for the people that give a shit, I had this biopsied. I had this biopsied. I had this just torn out of the side of my head. She didn't know. My skin doctor didn't know what this was. She goes, it's not dangerous, but let me remove it. That was the burning flesh. I, I talked about all this yesterday. And then I got something on my ear. You know that weird earlobe? This is, like, what's this thing where you can, like, push it and you got earplugs? Not that, but that other weird little one, like, right here. 
Yeah, right there. What is that? Do you need that part of your body? Because it was looking like uh, they might have to cut the whole thing off. They biopsied that. So they biopsied uh, four spots. And uh, my lovely skin doctor um, got a hold of me yesterday. And I'm good. I'm good. Once again, I'm good. It wasn't even pre-pre. Uh, it turns out it's just um, some sun damage from all those years of caddying and, uh, you know, and fishing, I guess, even though I'm pretty careful with the sunscreen and the hats and the long sleeves and the sweatpants. People make fun of me at, uh, at the ocean because I'm the guy on the beach with long sleeve shirts, uh, a hat, sunglasses, and usually like sweats. But yeah, I'll sweat my balls off, but I have to do that. That's the sacrifice. You can't you can't be warned that you don't you shouldn't uh, be in the sun a lot from your skin doctor and then go and buy a beach house all those years ago. So so I gotta I gotta play it cool. So a lot of times we don't even go like uh, to the beach until like later in the day and whatnot. So um, but anyway, the uh, all the biopsies came back and they weren't even pre pre. It was it was just sun damage all over the place. And then this thing that she didn't know, she's like, I'll just dig that out. You're going to smell some flesh burning. Oh, gee, thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, did you watch Gervais' special that has everyone in a tizzy? Not yet, Jennifer. I was just reading about it. Good, man. I hope it has everybody in a tizzy. You know, um, comedy's got to fight for its life right now. I just started watching the George Carlin uh, documentary. Here's something. George Carlin was a huge influence on uh, on me growing up. And one of the big things that influenced me about uh, George Carlin was his stance on politics. That's why when people call me a lefty and a lib and all this garbage, it's just simply not true. I probably lean toward the right. I've said that many times. Oh, here comes the sneeze. <coughs> you know, because I, I don't I don't believe in cancel culture, obviously. I and I and I uh, I feel like I'm paying way too many taxes. Those are just a couple, uh, you know, talking points. But um, what Carlin did teach me from a very young age is that everybody in Washington is full of shit, and they've all been bought, and they don't give a shit about you, and they don't give a shit about me. And I learned that lesson uh, from a very very early age. So then when it came time to like voting, I chose uh, I chose uh, a long time ago not to vote at all. I've never voted. I've literally have never voted for a politician. And then you get the dummies. Well, then you don't have a say. <laughs> you don't have a say in what's going on out there. Uh, actually, no, uh, by not voting, I'm saying a lot. I'm saying a lot. It basically says that I don't believe in any of you guys. Sorry. But I got that from Carlin. Carlin was amazing with his politics and, and his stance on, on government in general. The other thing I've learned from the George Carlin documentary, even though we we're only halfway through the first episode, oh, I'm sweating like a pig. It is so hot in this glass box, and the sun has gone down or uh, behind the clouds. Oh, my God, I'm sweating. Uh... The other thing is, I had no idea that George Carlin had an older brother. Did anyone know that George Carlin had an older brother? In the first episode of the documentary, they interviewed George Carlin's brother. I think his name's Patrick, I think. And at the time, he was 91 years old, just cursing, just, just like, just trashing everybody and cursing. And, 
and he's wearing like a marijuana shirt. I'm like, this guy's 91. This guy could be my new favorite person in the world. And I got excited. I'm like, fuck, I had no idea George Carlin had a brother. And, this, and, and he seems pretty cool, right? So then, you know, I did what everyone else does. I went on the Google, and it turns out he died in April. They filmed the, the George Carlin documentary, and then he died. His brother cracked me up. Yeah, his brother was, like, awesome. You know, they both had it very, very tough uh, when they were coming up. Uh, I guess their father was just an asshole, huh? Opie, remember when Ray Liotta was a guest on the old show? Yeah, rest in peace to Ray Liotta. 60, he was only 67. I guess that smoking got to him. Wasn't he in the smoking commercials? Chantix or something like that? Wasn't he the spokesperson for that for a while? Which I found very strange considering it's Ray fucking Li uh, Liotta. Liotta? Ray Liotta was on the show a couple times. And I openly admitted that I was so intimidated by him. Um, some of these guys that come in, you're like, oh, my God. They're really good actors because they're very different in person. I'm talking about you, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, the Fonz, who was like one of my heroes basically growing up. When I finally got Henry Winkler in the radio station and he was on the show, I'm like, how is this the Fonz? <laughs> He was soft-spoken. He was nice. There, he was wearing pink sweaters. He was a bit, uh, a bit flamboyant. Um, I couldn't believe that he was. You know, he played the Fonz. The two guys seemed very, very uh, apart from each other, obviously. But I say that uh, Ray Liotta, he came in. He was the exact same guy as you've seen in all those movies. And I remember looking at him and I just like fucking had a – I don't have panic attacks really. Maybe some anxiety from time to time and some stress here and there. But whatever it was with Ray Liotta, I felt like his eyes were looking right through me. And I was so intimidated by him. And I can't think of an, another uh, person that came on that radio show all those years that I was intimidated by. Um, I mean, if I sat here and thought about maybe because every once in a while someone was so famous on your show, you're like, holy shit. But I don't know what it was with Ray Liotta. I couldn't talk. I just sat there. And at one point he noticed how weird it was because I was just I, I was praying he wasn't going to call on me. <laughs> I was trying to hide. I was trying to hide in the studio in plain sight. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know what it is, but this guy is intimidating as all hell. And then he looks at me. He goes, hey, are you sick? <laughs> and then I did a hum and 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 a hum. And I can honestly say I haven't listened to the uh, his appearances. I, like, I've, like I've said many times, I don't really listen to old O&A stuff unless it's something that uh, I need for a podcast or whatever, but I don't just sit around listening to the old stuff at all. Um, I almost clicked on it today and I'm like, eh, I didn't feel like it, but I, I doubt I said more than like five words to the guy when he was on our show. And, and he was, he was so confused by me. He thought I was sick, <laughs> but God, I loved his work, man. Good fellas. Forget about it. They said natural causes. Wow. No one should die of natural causes at the age of 67. I think 
natural causes comes into play around around 80. I think around 80, then it would be normal to die of natural causes. But 67, you're dying of natural causes. That's uh, that's suspicious. That means he wasn't really taking care of himself. What, his body just – natural causes usually means that your whole body's like, ah, I'm done. The heart looks at the liver. You done? Because I'm done. Ask the kidneys. Yeah, we're done too. How about you, lungs? Yeah, we're done. How about you, brain? Because you're the last person. You got to turn this shit off. All right, let's turn this shit off. I'm done too. But that should happen when you're 80, not 67. Oh, I'm very excited about our brand new sponsor. I'm talking about fuckinggoodsoap.com. Use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E for 10% off your entire order. Stop using fucking bad soap. You deserve some fucking good soap from fuckinggoodsoap.com. I've been using their soaps for about two weeks now. Nice, really, really nice. Fucking Good Soap was started in 2018 in Portland, Oregon, with one purpose in mind, to create the best bar of soap ever made and give Big Soap the middle finger while doing it. Fucking Good Soap is not just the name of the company, it's a promise. Handcrafted in a small batch process, most fucking good soap bars contain only seven natural and organic ingredients and start at just $7 each. More importantly, they got some nice smells. I really, really like uh, what I've used so far. Choose from 15 incredible scents, including spearmint and peppermint, ginger and lime, cucumber, melon, and of course, the insanely popular Mad Bar with its perfect combination of mahogany and musk. Yeah, that's the one I've been using. Fucking good soap is not responsible for any child support payments you may incur after using. All right, if you're looking to support the podcast and you want to support a small business, smell fucking good, feel fucking good, and fuck some shit up, go to fuckinggoodsoap.com. Use the promo code OPIE for 10% off your entire order. Fuckinggoodsoap.com, promo code OP for 10% off your entire order. And welcome aboard to fucking good soap. Hey, Jill, Greg, how are you? See, guys, stay away from the pretty blinds. Get yourself a chubby average. We aren't nearly as crazy. I had a few chubs. I had a few chubs. I was not ashamed of it whatsoever. (laughs) I had a few. They were nice. Brother Wee set me straight a million years ago. He goes, uh... He goes, uh, Ope, never marry a face. We all get confused by by someone that is just ridiculously hot, and you know they have nothing else. But in the end, you end up marrying the face, meaning you knew damn well they had no substance to them. And then you wonder why you uh, you, you get uh, divorced uh, years later. Oh, good for you, bro. My last appointment at the Dermo, I fluffed a bit too much, and she ended up lifting the gown up to a semi. What's inappropriate? You know, you're a rookie, Eton. I don't know how old you are, but you get to a certain age, you know just enough fluff. You know how to just fluff it enough where the person is confused, like, wait a minute. Is that natural, or is he messing? Or, or did he? Is it? What the? You got to keep them guessing. 
If you go too uh, too much, then it's over, Johnny. Let's see. Ant went on a rant the other day how all comedians suck. It was pretty much what you said, too, on here. Well, I don't think every comedian sucks, but I think a lot of them are full of shit. They all want to be truth tellers, but they, uh, you know, they're not. Uh, they're not. They all kind of want to be George Carlin, but they're not. A, they're not brave enough to take the chances that George Carlin did. I know they all pretty much don't like each other, but then publicly they act like they're one big happy fraternity. I know that much. Yeah, truth tellers. Comedians like to use that word a lot, and then you, you go, but you're not. Truth tellers say some shit, man. Know what a truth teller says? I'll give you a truth teller. We have a major problem with guns in America. That's what a truth teller would say. Okay, but most people won't say that because if you say that, you're pissing off half your audience. To be a true truth teller, you got to say some shit that is going to piss off your, your hardcore fans. Because you're just telling it like it is, man. You're telling the truth. I know I've pissed off people from the private Facebook group, but uh, but we're good. Yeah, Bobby Lee is strong. Jim Jeffries is strong. Who else is strong out there as a comedian? Um, now I haven't listened to a lot. Of, oh, Ricky Gervais is strong as fuck. He don't give. He's a truth teller. There you go, right there. His latest special. But then again, when you you're uh, at Ricky Gervais's status. It makes it a little easier to take chances and be a truth teller. But to be fair to Ricky Gervais, he seems to be that person since the beginning of his career. Chappelle is a truth teller. Absolutely. Louis C.K. is a truth teller. Haven't heard Burr's stuff in a while. He's a tell like it is type of guy. Jimmy Carr. Yeah, Jimmy Carr don't give a shit. Is Burt Kreischer a truth teller? I mean, he's a damn good comedian, and he's pretty much selling out football stadiums these days. But I'm talking about the guys that are like, you know what? Fuck it. This just needs to be said. That's a truth teller. Oh, fuck the wine store at the top of the hill uh, where I live. I went in there for some uh, Sauvignon. Some Sauvignon. Do you have any Sauvignon? He goes, from where? I go, uh, New Zealand, I think. He goes, no, I, I, I don't have it, you know. And then he's talking about France losing half their grapes, so there's not a lot of Sauvignon. Sauvignon. <laughs> so then he's like, he turns me on to this crappy Italian wine. I'm like, is it a Sauvignon? He's like, no, but if she likes Sauvignon, she'll like this. I'm 80% certain. I look at the guy, I'm like, you've never met my wife, you idiot. You can't just say you're 80% certain. I mean, I mean, I'm not stupid. You're a good salesperson. You know, if uh, they come in for something and you don't have it, then your whole job is to turn them on to something else. I go, I understand the game. And I said all this, by the way. And sometimes people go, there's no way you said all that. I go, yeah. No, who knew I said all this stuff? Carl. He, he would be mortified. So I bring the Italian wine that kind of um, – supposedly is like a Sauvignon and I got all excited and we were making some chicken piccata last night. My wife takes a sip of the Italian wine that's supposed to taste like the Sauvignon. I go, what do you think? She goes, I hate it. She was so bummed. I'm like, I'm marching back up there with the bottle of wine. Give it to me. I screwed the top back on again on my electric scooter. Going to give this guy a, 
a bit of my business, peace of my mind, roll up with my electric scooter. I'm ready to march into his uh, stupid store. And it was closed for the night. I'm like, fuck. Settled the debate between me and my friends, Brandon. Uh, best toilet paper, Charmin Tape, Scott's Tape, or W.A. Tape? I don't know what that means. I'll tell you this much. My mom is always trying to save money. So the toilet paper we had in the house, I guarantee that we had the worst toilet paper imaginable. I don't even know where she found it. It was, it was on the hard side. It wasn't two-ply, four-ply, three-ply. It wasn't little pillows. It was hard, and it was kind of waxy. So when you did the wipe, it came out kind of kind of smeary would be the word. It wasn't absorbing nothing. So to that guy asking me the TP question, um, I, I'm, I'm out of that discussion because we had terrible toilet paper growing up. Uh, well, the cement bag was only once. I, I did bring my lunch into school in a cement bag because we did a lot of cement work around my house growing up. That is a very, very true story. I had to dust off the apple because it had uh, cement powder on it. Uh, that is as true as it gets. Mostly um, our lunches were in giant wall bombs uh, bags, which was our, our supermarket. You know, all these rich kids around me, their mom would buy the little sandwich bags, the little brown sandwich bags for their lunch. And ours, we had to roll up. We would roll it up like this. So now it's like like this, but it's still this wide. And then we would try to fold it and roll it some more. Is this true? <laughs> you just made that shirt way more, uh, way more valuable. I had to take a crap in my uh, seat at PNC during the virus tour and use the shirt signed by Voss to wipe. That shirt became way more valuable. <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. I ever tell you my mom had big boobs? All right. I once went out with a, uh, a Jewish girl on Long Island. I don't know why I'm prefacing it by saying Jewish girl. Maybe I'm trying to get knowledge that all Jewish girls are like this. And uh, she had non-existent uh, nips. I mean, they were there, but it was the same color as her, her skin. And it freaked me the F out. It was weird. Okay, oh, yours are. <laughs> one day, one day soon... Let's just do a live stream where we all talk about our flaws. Let's just all get it out there. Let's just get it all out there. I can start with my crooked teeth that haters like to try to attack, like it's going to bother me. I could start there. You know, I got a tiny butt. I, it's shapely, but it's tiny. I could do that. I think one of my eyes is like a little wanky. From a, from a golf club accident while I was playing Whale's Tales with my buddies after we had way too many beers. I tell you that story. Big party at my uh, parents' house. They were they were gone for the night and uh, invited everybody over like you do, you know. And I had, a, I had an old driver, but the head was gone, so it was just a shaft with the, the rickety metal where it broke off. And I used to love like just kind of walking around with my stupid uh, my stupid driver without the head on it. 
was my thing. And I sat down at a table and I uh, proceeded to play Whale's Tales. Does anyone know how to play Whale's Tales? You go Whale's Tales, Prince of Wales, calling number three. And if you're three from where I am, then you go nay. And I go who? And then you go five. And then uh, whoever's fifth from that guy goes nay. And then the other guy goes who? And then uh, you call out a number, but you're always tricking and you're bobbing your head like this because you want to, like, trick people. So maybe you'll go Wales Tales, Prince of Wales, calling number one. And one would be this way, but you're looking this way because you're trying to trick that guy. Is anybody still following me? This is a great drinking game that we had at our fraternity house. So anyway, I went for the fake. Had the golf club, just a shaft. So I go Wales Tales, Prince of Wales, calling number. And one's this way, but I go one. And I nod my head and I bop right into the shaft of the of the driver that didn't have the the the, the head on it anymore. And boy, did that open up my eye really good. And it proceeded to bleed for the next 12 hours, but none of us felt like I should go to the hospital and get it checked out. So I was just packing it all night long. This thing would not stop bleeding. Opie knows a lot of non-existent games. His parents had mental health issues. First of all, um, Thomas, my mom had definite mental issues, and my dad was completely normal, and that's what makes us so weird. We had both those things uh, kind of happening and influencing us when we grew up. My dad had no mental uh, issues. And I think that's why we all uh, turned out pretty good, to be honest with you, because uh, my dad was very, very normal. And uh, my mom worked really hard at raising us, to be completely honest with you. She didn't just like, she tried her hardest. I, I talk about the weird stuff with my mom, but she, she worked her fucking balls off. She did all her laundry. She was constantly cleaning. She was she was uh, making sure we we got to our friend's house and she would pick us up. There was dinner on the table every single night. And then my dad, who uh, had no mental issues, you know, he was completely normal. His only fault, which is a great fault that we should all have, which proves he, he was a great man. I'm picking something off my leg and now I'm paranoid. I'm like, did the skin doctor miss this spot? What the fuck is this thing? Um, his his only fault, I think, he had quite the patience, and he really believed that he could get my mom better, and he believed that right to the day he died. That's a great man. You know what a great man does? A great man plants trees knowing they will never enjoy the shade of those trees. So they're basically planting those trees for others. That is a sign of a great man. <laughs> Help me floss. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was very, very small and short when I was growing up. And I now know that it was from malnutrition, most likely. Because as soon as I started eating properly, when I left my parents' house, I grew to my current size, which is more than normal. I, I'm like 5'10 170, all right, 175, but I'm going to get it back down to 165. You relax. Um, but I used to come home from school. I was so tiny and so, so short for my age. I used to... I used to tell my mom that I'm the shortest kid in 
my entire grade except for the Asian kids. <laughs> I prefaced it that way. <laughs> and I would come home and some days I would cry. I would be bummed out. And then, uh, and then I finally grew. I was 5'2", 91 pounds in um, 10th grade. I remember that like it was yesterday. My son is more or less that size now. And he's going to be 12 in like, uh, like a week and a half. So he's pretty much the size I was in 10th grade. If that didn't have some uh, effect on me, man. While everyone else is making out at parties and stuff. I'm like, hey, anyone want to ride bikes? Had 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 no no puberty happening. Would look down. I would I would look down all the time. Like, where's my puberty? Yeah. <laughs> and they just thought I had asthma when I was growing up. You know, because we had cats and dogs. I was allergic to everything. Just like <clears throat> wheezing. I would just wheeze. And once a year, we got to go to the doctor for a checkup. And once a year, the doctor's like, I think he has asthma. Because they didn't have half that crap figured out yet. I come from a time, we, I think we had like three things that could happen to you. That was it. There was no such thing as uh, peanut allergies. There was, there was none of this. I came from a time, believe it or not, there was two genders. Can you believe that? And one... <laughs> and one way to look at sexuality, Jesus. This is crazy, man. I swear I would look at my grandma and she came from a time where electricity was just happening and just starting and she, she they didn't have like refrigerators or or uh freezers yet. She came from a time they just dropped off a giant block of ice outside your apartment or your building or your house. TV, no TV. And I remember most of my life thinking, there's no way I'm going to see as much change uh, as my grandmother saw in her life, you know? And boy, was I wrong. Now there's so many genders, I don't even try to attempt to figure it out. I just nod a lot. Oh, you identify as a turnip? Okay, okay, there's nothing wrong with that, right? We had three or four TV channels. Now there's hundreds. And then you got the streaming services, got TVs in your damn car. You got some weird device where you can just call people from a faraway land and and look at them as you talk to them. What? If I went back and told uh, the young me this was all going to happen, I would have said, you're crazy. And we barely had any uh, any any uh, things that could happen to you, really. Most of the stuff you you took care of yourself. The old Brian Regan bit where you would just rub dirt and leaves on whatever was going on on your body, and that seemed to be a nice home remedy. And now there's just so many things to worry about, especially if you're a parent. Oh God! But not when we were growing up. We ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all day long in front of everybody at school. And then you had wheezy kids, and uh, we didn't know why they were wheezing back then. I guess there was a time allergies just killed people. It was just one of the ways you died. I guess that's one of the good things that I've seen in my life is like a lot of a lot of things that would just take out people they don't take uh they don't take out as many people anymore and i bet you allergies was one of them or else sudden they're just 
wheezing and sneezing and their and their air passages were closing up and they're like, yeah, he's just got the ick. The ick? Yeah, he's got the ick. They didn't know his allergies. They didn't know it was that dumb green stupid powder that's on everything. They had no idea. And now we're learning. We're learning. Infinity is a concept that humans can't even comprehend. And now we're learning. My friend Dr. Steve actually told me this. He says that the infinity is so great, so expansive, so insanely giant, you can't even wrap your head around it. He's ba- he basically says that, we were talking on the phone, he goes, it is so large and so giant that there is a guy out there somewhere else in the universe that's exactly like you, Ope. And there's a guy in the universe that's exactly like me, Dr. Steve, talking. And they're having the exact conversation we're having right now. That's how giant the universe is. And I'm like, mind blown. Couldn't even wrap my head around that concept. But then again, you know, if you think about it, every once in a while you'll... uh, You'll run into a, a doppelganger of someone you know, or even yourself, which is even creepier. You're like, oh my God, why am I wearing my hair like that? And why am I walking with a swish? <laughs> I crack myself up sometimes, Jesus. <laughs> um, but now just imagine all the possibilities out in that universe. There's life all over the place. It's so obvious. And now you got all the other choices of people that could look like you. And Dr. Steve says that uh, the genetic uh, makeup uh, of someone uh, that is you, meaning me, there's, a, there's an identical person like that somewhere else in the universe. I'm like, get out of here. That is amazing. As far as doppelgangers go, so my dad died in um, 2004. There's a guy that used to walk around this neighborhood that he was the splitting image of my dad to the point it would freak me out every time I passed him by on the street. So this guy, this doppelganger from my dad walks around the neighborhood. It's so creepy. I followed the guy a little bit. This is many years ago because I'm like, how is this guy? He looks exactly like my dad and I think he had pretty much the same glasses on. So my sister's up and we went to some little joint in the neighborhood to eat uh, lunch. And the guy was in there. My sister was so freaked out that her brain was, I think, misfiring, short-circuiting. She started uh, thinking that, wait a minute, I got to go and say hi to that guy because she wasn't convinced that it wasn't my dad. Yeah, and we had to hold her back and talk and say, no, 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 let, let it be, let it be. And, and she's like, but... It looks exactly like him. And I'm like, I know it's it's has creeped me out for a while now. Why do you hate it? Uh, dude, please. There's plenty of tape to figure out why I hate Anthony so much, okay? For a period of time, ONA was the best radio show ever. Yeah, of course. I agree with that. Oh, my God. Very much so. It's really a shame that um, we couldn't keep our crap together. It's a, it's, a, it's a big, big shame. We left. I'll leave you with this. If me and Ant could have got along, and we simply didn't for most of our run, if we would have got along, we would have made millions.
millions. We literally, because we couldn't get along, because we couldn't get along, we left millions of dollars on the old table. Yes, millions. What are you going to do? I live by the river. Oh!